Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wonky Adult Handbook. Hope wherever you are, you're safe, and yeah, it's good to talk to you guys. So today, I'm going to be doing something a little bit definitely more self-indulgent, as you may have guessed from the first 22 seconds, uh, I'm not joined by anyone. This is because it's just going to be me in this episode and it's going to be a self-reflective episode. Uh, to those of you who answered uh, to my poll with questions for me to answer, thank you. A lot of them were pretty, pretty daunting, but that's the point, eh? So yeah, it is going to be self-indulgent. So if that's not your thing, feel free to, you know, skip off somewhere else on Spotify, but I'm a self-indulgent person, so here we go. So I think this moves us along really nicely as a first question. How am I really feeling at the moment? And it's just like dawned on me that I don't take that much time for myself, despite having the time at the moment, to really sit and listen to how I'm doing. You know, I, I make a lot of jokes and I kind of express vulnerability through humour as you know, many people do, doesn't make me original in any way. Um, but I had to answer this question beforehand and also in order to have something prepared for you guys. Um, and honestly, I really don't have a fucking clue. It changes from day to day. Yeah, um, full disclosure, there will be swearing in this episode. I have actually tried to cut down on the swearing because I know it's like distasteful, but it's just like one of my really bad habits actually we have something about that habits today in this episode but yeah um I will try but I can't make any promises and I'm a commitment phobe so I'm very scared of committing to not swearing and then slipping up not got much self-awareness um but yeah how am I feeling as you can tell pretty scrambled um I slept quite like well last night I found like I don't know if you guys have this but sleeping at the moment is really weird I'm either like just dropping off into like a 10-hour coma like a five-year-old or I'm like just lying awake staring at the ceiling and it's not that I'm sad or scared necessarily I know a lot of people are and that's understandable my anxiety more just comes from like not seeing all of these like empty days ahead and just not knowing how to fill them like I don't really like too much structure in my life generally. I find it like really, really constraining. Um, I make that sound like I'm like some sort of beautiful butterfly. I'm actually just like a buzzing bee. Um, but yeah, I find it really constraining. So I've tried to like set myself, <laughs> this is so cringe, but three important things to do for the day. So like when I buy by important, I don't mean like run a half marathon and like sprinkle in the house. I mean like go to the shops, wash my hair, maybe like eat, eat a vegetable. Um, so yeah, I've been trying to like encourage more of that. So I'm feeling like I'm not on top of my life is a very good way to put it. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird at the moment. Like I literally do have those days where I'm like, yes, I'm on top of everything. Like I've got my shit together. I'm fine, I'm riding this out, I'm a mental health expert, I'm here, like, I literally do, but I've, it really, it really does, like, come in peaks and troughs, doesn't it? Like, some days, 
you and do you know what's really interesting I've thought about this recently in regards to how I'm feeling I'm the type of person who gets very like sucked into their own feelings so like when I'm feeling a certain way if I'm feeling like really really shit um I find it really 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 difficult to like what's the word I find it really difficult to reflect on the past few weeks in a positive way because I'll be like oh like I've been feeling really shit I get I'm feeling really shit today I guess that means I've been feeling shit like for the last two weeks like I'll kind of impose that emotion onto I don't know yeah the last last few weeks like I'll I'll assume that that emotion has been a constant state of mind is a the best way I can possibly put, put it I'm not a very concise person so yeah, um, my emotions are constantly changing like all the time and it's manic. But generally I'd say I'm a bit confused, I'm a bit disorientated, I'm a bit all over the place and I'm just figuring shit out. I'm starting a job soon, which should be really good. Um, it's going to be pretty full on hard work. So I have that to look forward to and I'm trying to just get as much sleep as I possibly can. Well, as much as my body will allow me to have. Um before I start my job so yeah that in a nutshell is how I am feeling um and I think you know it's nothing out of the ordinary I think most people are feeling like this at the moment it's it's a really strange time and we're all like managing it differently like I definitely don't feel that covid anxious um I don't feel anxious about getting COVID and I'm not actually worrying that much about my family getting COVID. I think the reason is because I know we're doing all we can. Like I know my family are like, you know, isolating and we're, we're, we're pl- playing by the rules to the best of our ability. And we're like really trying to take it seriously um, because obviously there's people out there, you know, on the front line working their ass off. And I, I honestly, like I, I don't want to make their lives more difficult. And it's heartbreaking seeing the death toll every day. Like it is, um but also I don't know I don't tend to get anxious about like the bigger things I tend to focus on smaller anxieties which I really like are just a symptom of the bigger things anyway but I wouldn't tend to wake up and be like I'm scared I'm gonna get COVID it would be more like I've not drank enough water today and if I don't drink enough water I'll become dehydrated and die and it makes sense that that links to death because obviously we're in a pandemic Hope that makes sense. Don't know if it does, but yeah. Thank you. That is how I'm feeling today. Leads us on quite nicely to my second question, which is, what would I say my biggest achievement of the year is? And I don't really know how to interpret this. I didn't know whether to be like, is that like a career achievement? Because I don't have many. Um, is it like what, like a financial? achievement I guess that leads to career is it like spiritual I don't know um so I kind of just took it in its simplest form and went with my gut and my biggest achievement of the year is becoming more grounded um I am not a grounded person by any means I am very floaty um I've said this in basically every single episode ever, but I, I'm a trained actor. Um, I trained for four years at two different drama schools. And often we looked at things like elements and like, um, yeah, elements um, and efforts like Laban, uh, which is essentially just looking at different ways of moving. 
clearly I explained this in a very beautiful way. Um, and I would definitely be a floater. Like, I'm just not with it. I'm very away with the fairies. I'm very difficult to like, um, no, it's difficult for me to stay on track. And I have tried to work to become more grounded. And I think some of that, like obviously like an aspect of it is definitely a personality trait, but a lot of it like ascribes to anxiety that I have. And I think it shows a lack of confidence. And I was actually speaking to really, really, really like one of my best friends the other day. And I was saying like, why do I, why do I um and yeah so much in my podcast episodes? Like, why do I do that? It's really, really irritating. And she was like, it's just a lack of confidence in what you're saying. Like, if you're confident, you know how to pause and you you allow yourself to take pauses and to just be in the moment. So I've definitely tried to work towards that. And my biggest achievement of the year is, yeah, becoming more grounded and more centered. I feel more comfortable in my own voice. I feel like I've dropped into like my lower abdomen abdominals abdominals wow can't say words but trained in voice um that's money well spent but um yeah more grounded and a bit more earthy and a little bit more aligned with every part of myself and that's a hard one for me to achieve because I don't always feel like I deserve to take up space that's something I definitely have had to work on like clearly I'm very self-indulgent and I have a lot of shallow qualities and I seem to think that you know people will actually enjoy hearing my voice in loads of episodes on a podcast and a public platform so I have a level of like confidence in myself and I, I you know I do things that are viewed as confidence but whether I'm that like self-assured is is a different conversation and yeah working on becoming more grounded and self-assured is is something that has been a challenge just because I'm so impulsive and I'm so erratic um internally and externally so I am very proud of myself for allowing myself to take space with things I still have a long way to go but yeah this kind of links to another question that someone asked which I really really like um which is what would I say is my most negative trait and not gonna lie I have a few believe it or not I am not perfect I know shocker um my most negative wow can't speak my most negative trait in my opinion is one that I really don't like saying out loud a lot because I really judge other people who are like this. But it's something that like, it is something, I have to say, it's something I've been working on for the last few years. I have been working on it. I am a bit of a people pleaser. And it's weird because like very few of my friends are. A lot of my friends are very honest and blunt and like, unapologetically themselves and uh, I'm like that too to a degree like I would definitely say I'm very I try to be very authentic but yeah I people please when I don't know people that well I don't like making people feel uncomfortable I don't like them feeling like stressed and I think it again it, it links to my anxiety I worry that 
if I am completely myself or if I am in any way offensive, you know, I, I'm going to create a massive load of anxious tension in a room and I see other people doing it and I'm like, yes, like you just don't give a fuck. Like you're being yourself. Like that's really cool. But I, I just don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like I have the right to be. And it obviously it, it links to a self-worth issue. Um, and yeah, the next question is actually, would you say that you have a lot of self-worth? I'm gonna like go with my gut instinct. Cause like I do this a lot where I go yes and no, yes and no. And I try and say each one, no, I don't think I've built up enough self-worth yet. And that is okay. I think I'm very much a work in progress. Um, sorry, if you can hear most votes going by, I know it's really rude. I should really just have the whole crescent to myself for this podcast. But um, yeah, I don't feel like I have that much self-worth yet. But I don't see that as a negative because I'm aware of it and I'm working towards changing that. I think it's actually okay to not be in love with yourself, but to be aware that you're not in love with yourself. I think that's totally fair enough. Like, I think it's a very healthy attitude to have. And actually, I see a lot on social media um, which focuses on, you know, extreme self-love, like positive affirmations. And I, I think that's fine. But that doesn't work for everyone. That really doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm, I don't like sugarcoating things. Like I don't like sitting around and being like, oh yeah, no, but I love myself and I love my body because I really don't every day. But I, I am self appreciative. I don't always have self worth or self love, but I do have self appreciation, and I am comfortable in my own skin. And I don't feel like those things are always mutually exclusive. Like there's a lot of nuance to things like you know, how we feel about ourselves. And for me, especially, like, I, I am very confident. And I am, you know, I have very low, low self esteem. And I don't think anyone is one thing. And I, I, I want to now be able to proudly say, I don't have a lot of self worth, but I would like to work towards gaining some and I do have self appreciation. And I appreciate the journey that I've been on. I appreciate the fact that I've got myself through a lot of things. The reason I say I don't think I value myself worth enough is because of my actions, you know, the things I just listed, you know, not being confident, not being quite settled, not taking up enough space. I think those are all symptoms of a lack of self-worth. And that doesn't mean that I'm like a broken down, really insecure person on the whole. It just means that there's something that I need to work on. And I feel quite strong to be able to say that today. I don't have that much self-worth, but... I am reassured in myself that I can get there and that's enough. That's enough where I'm at. Um, I wouldn't have been able to say that a year ago. And I don't know if I'd have been able to say that without the pandemic because I needed that space to like stop and really, damn, this is really self-indulgent. Um, but yeah, just sit back and really think about who I am and and where I'm at. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening to that. Gonna move on. What do I like most about myself? I think I'm very emotionally intelligent as a person. Like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I read people quite well. I don't always read like social situations that well, um, but I think one-on-one I'm, I'm quite good at responding to people's needs. Um, 
I think I am quite resilient. I'm creative. I'm quite wacky. And dare I say it, quite charismatic at times. Yeah. I also quite like my ass. Yeah, I do like my bum. Do I have any unhealthy desires? <laughs> my whole life is made up of unhealthy desires. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I definitely, well, not so much at the moment. I'm trying to work towards not pursuing things that ruin my life. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely tend to desire things that aren't good for me. I feel like that's quite a general one though. Like nothing wrong with this question, but like, I feel like a lot of people have unhealthy desires like you know some people are addicted to drugs some people are addicted to alcohol some people are addicted to like I don't know like uh smashing cars um but what are my unhealthy desires hmm I wrote so here I wrote down things I'm not allowed but I feel like that just sounds a bit lame and I feel like I can go deeper than that um I have a desire to be on a very, very small scale treated badly, I think, like not large scale. And this again is like a bit of a conflicting one because I'm definitely getting really good at like setting my own boundaries for myself and being like, no, this isn't acceptable. Don't treat me like that. But I get a weird kick out of like being toyed around a little bit. Like I definitely had it in previous romantic relationships. I'd thrive off of that. And I'd kind of like find ways to get that for myself obviously subconsciously not consciously um I think I do like being put in my place a little bit I don't know my partner and I have this conversation a lot because I'm not sure like you know we have we have like quite a, like um we're not we're not very soppy people um so we're very like I guess banterous with one another um, I was trying to think of a more interesting way to put it, but in reality, my relationship's not that interesting. Not, in, I mean, no one's is really. We just think it is to ourselves. Um, and yeah, we kind of communicate our love for each other through like humour and like yeah banter and like little in-jokes. And like, we always kind of question, like just we question everything, but we'll, we'll have a conversation and be like, is this healthy? Like, where's this coming from? Like, why do you like that? You know, just just a normal like, dissecting the issues well not issues but dissecting uh the habits and I do think there's like a small element of like I like to be kind of messed around a little bit which isn't quite healthy whether I think it's unhealthy on the whole like I really am not the type of person that could be in a relationship with someone that just put me on a pedestal and called me an angel 24 7 like I will get bored and maybe that's an unhealthy desire I don't know like I have I have to be like kept on my toes slightly like not in a game playing way I really don't like game playing like I like full-on transparency and vulnerability not demanding am I um but I just don't like too much sobbiness there has to be an element of like playful banter um but yeah sometimes I think I take that too far like I'll find myself actively fancying people well when I'm single actively fancying people that just really aren't good for me I've also like I've had the desire to keep relationships going for a really long time when they just need to end like especially like when I was younger I'd be in a lot of relationships that were clearly like at its peak like just weren't gonna like pull through 
And I just like continue to push at it and be like, no, no, I'm staying here. And sometimes, you know, they'd be borderline emotionally abusive. And I'd be like, no, just staying here. And I've definitely got better at that over the years. But now I'd say there's still elements of that that's embedded within my personality. Um, I also love, love like getting hammered and doing stupid shit. Like I, I don't drink a lot. Like I'm not a heavy, heavy drinker. Like I don't drink through the week. I never drink on my own, but like, well, not never, let's not lie, but I'm not like a massive like isolation drinker. I have to be with someone um, or I have to have had like a really, really shit day. But I do like kind of being that person that goes out, has like, you know, a lot to drink and then makes a shitty decision. Like I, I kind of used to thrive off of that and think it was a personality trait. I referenced this um, in a lot more detail in uh, my other podcast, uh, which is about drinking. Um, but yeah, I think those are kind of my most unhealthy desires, I'd say. Like, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because what constitutes as unhealthy for you might be very different for someone else. Oh, another unhealthy desire I have. Like, I love, what's it, how do I explain this? I love really, really, really focusing on small failures so I think maybe it that again ascribes to my OCD apparently everything ascribes to my OCD but like yeah if I don't wash a cup properly I'll think about it for weeks and I'll have the desire to learn to do it right and I don't think that desire is coming from a very healthy place because it's like a compulsion bit of a weird one but this links me on to the next question how has your OCD shifted your perspective on life I really like this question um because (laughs) done a lot of therapy for it no um because yeah it it has been a focal point for me for quite a while so I figured out that I had symptoms of OCD about Sorry, I was just counting the years on my fingers because I can't do basic maths. Um, About three to four years ago, um, it was when I first had an audition um, for the Oxford School of Drama. And I was staying in an overnight hotel with my mum and my grandma. And we were all like in one room. We just got like a cheap room because we were only there for the night. And I just couldn't sleep. Like I was panicking all night. And I went into this weird, like really weird, like deep deep state of existentialism where I was like if I don't sleep tonight I will literally die and I began to develop weird habits around OCD so like for example I have a thing about water if I do not have water on me at all times I panic like fuck like really really panic um told you I could swear um but yeah like if I'm doing a shift or something I try and do like really active types of work because I like having water near me um if I'm going on stage like I'm always that person like mid-performance running downstairs to pee to come back up before my scene like it's it's awful I down like two liters of water before going to bed I drink about four liters of water a day easily easily um And I think what it comes from is a like, this is really deep, but like 
an internal feeling of being dirty and feeling like I need to replenish that. And that doesn't just come from water, that comes from things like sleep. Um, so OCD is intrusive thoughts. Um, and my intrusive thoughts at the moment, I've had a few ones in the past, which were a lot deeper and darker, which I do go into um, in another episode coming up. Um, but um, yeah, one of my biggest OCDs at the moment is hydration and sleep. So I have a fear of never sleeping again. And I really fixate on that to the point where I bought myself like hospital, like heavy weighted curtains that can black out the room. Um, I don't like noise. I don't like lights on. Um, I have to have a huge bottle of water by my bed. Um, if I'm at home, well, at the moment I'm in isolation, like blindfold. If I'm usually staying at a friend's house, I'll like make do, but I'll have to like meditate or something to try and get myself. I don't actually have insomnia. I have a fear of having insomnia, which is very weird. And I've gone down a weird route in the past, like a very unhealthy route where I became addicted to sleeping pills and yeah, it was awful. Um, so the way that OCD has influenced the way that I perceive the world is... I am very keen to not shrink my own life. Yeah, I don't want to shrink my own life. I want to have freedom to fuck up. And the freedom to live accepting the fact that my fears might come true. People who have anxiety and especially OCD will know that the kind of the only ways to um, conquer your your rituals and compulsions are through accepting that the worst might happen, um, which obviously is a huge part of therapy. And it's all to do with like exposure and reflection and, you know, um, slowly getting yourself used to doing things that scare you. So for example, if your fear is touching a door handle, you'd start off by maybe tapping one or and, and talking about what how feelings came up and where you could place them in the body. Um, so yeah, I'm very keen to not shrink my life. I want to push myself to be brave and to do things that are very scary. And it's really weird explaining to people why, like, for example, for me, skydiving isn't that scary, but, you know, sleeping in a hotel is because I don't have the fear. And, um, it's, it's shifted my relationship with fear as well, because, um, it's made me realize how subjective these things are. I mean, yeah, we do, we do kind of, experience the fight or flight response in our bodies but fear is very personal to us and you know it is abstract it's not a lot of the time it's not based on anything that's present within our lives and and sometimes it is but it's always manageable I'm not saying the situation's manageable but fear is manageable Um, and it's taught me to just accept the fact that I am going to experience irrational thoughts and my body is going to respond to them and that's okay um and I, I'd rather live without repressing that I'd rather live without shrinking myself and making myself tiny to accommodate my OCD and to accommodate my mental health um than you know try and fight off something that I'm gonna like I'm gonna lose ultimately never try and fight your own brain you will lose um fear is extremely powerful but mindfulness is more powerful and on that note I'm gonna round up this discussion thank you guys for sitting and listening to my weird spiel about myself um yeah it's it's been weird 
just sat here <laughs> talking to you all but I thought I hope you've taken something from it and maybe got to know me a little bit more and got to know a bit more of a vulnerable side to me um the whole reason that I wanted to start this podcast is because you know I think our early 20s and our late 20s are a very very weird time especially in our current climate and I want to normalize not really knowing who we are um and there's something I see a lot which is kind of forced positivity and I want to find a space where I can well actually I want to create a space where people feel like they can talk freely without having to be overly positive um because I don't think self-reflection is always about trying to be the best version of yourself it's just about accepting the self that you are right now thank you guys I hope you have an amazing rest of the week and yeah, if you want to contact me, uh, we do have an email, which is wonkyadultpod at outlook.com. Um, and it's linked in my Instagram profile under contact uh, with any inquiries. Thanks again for tuning in. And yeah, until next time. Bye.